Finding Common Battlegrounds is an attempt by two brothers, one conservative, the other progressive, to have civil conversations about politics with a little help from their friends. Hey, welcome to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. Uh, this is the podcast uh, dedicated to finding common ground on the political spectrum. So I've got uh, Ryan and Josh Cragen representing both the liberal and conservative sides. Uh, they are brothers, but they are polar opposites. Uh, one is a flaming liberal and the other is a diehard libertarian, staunch libertarian. Um, the uh, tonight's format is going to be a little different. Uh, usually we have a subject and we and we have questions that we present to each other to get the other to agree. Tonight's just going to be discussion based. So I have a number of questions I'm going to pepper Ryan and Josh with, and we're just going to see where these go. Um, uh, just a number of current uh, current topics. So, but first, a word from our sponsor, but Lux Bidets. Uh, we're all big fans of bidets here. We think they're very civilized. Um, I don't know if you heard the latest news on bidets, but they Google, if you worked at Google headquarters, they had heated bidets there um, and everyone got them, but they just removed it. It was like one of the perks that they're taking away and everyone's complaining because they're like, no, these are the best. So I would, I would complain if they took it away. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, I actually, breaker. when I do have to use the bathroom at my work, I, I lament it every time. I'm like, man, I'm just not going to feel right for the next, you know, until I can get home. It's true. Like you're sitting on a, another man, another King's throne, <laughs> but an inferior King's throne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, all right. I'm just going to, I got a few, I've got a few questions. We're just going to dive in. We're just going to see where this goes. Um, so my first question is, uh, this is kind of a recent subject is Elon Musk. Uh, making a new Twitter or buying Twitter is sort of the the, di- the dialogue that's going on about it. Apparently, he was get- asking some questions on-, on Twitter about like, hey, do we think that Twitter is like totally fair and uh, and is allowing for free speech? And most people, most of the people on his survey said no. And he says, I think this is an important question. I think we should do something about it. And no one really knows what that means. But they're like, okay, is he going to build a new platform? Is he going to buy Twitter? What-, what does that mean, right? And uh, so is, uh, so I just want to pose the question, is this needed or not? Um, do we need, do we need a better Twitter? Okay. Josh, you want to go first? Sure. Ab- absolutely. Okay. One of the things that the founders recognized is you can't have monopolies in a, a capitalist system that ruins things. And we very clearly have a monopoly um, in the, social media okay you have a couple of big corporations that have so much momentum behind them uh, it's been tried uh, other social media platforms have, have popped up like me we and a couple other ones but they don't have the momentum once you have that user base uh you you become a juggernaut and that's why the federal government is supposed to exercise its antitrust powers to to break these uh, monopolies down. Capitalism doesn't work when, when the market gets cornered and the federal government does a really piss poor job of this, in my opinion. So there, if you don't like the, uh, the way that Twitter and uh, Facebook um, monitor you or kick you off, if they don't like what you're saying and it's, it's, obviously leading to the to the left and we discussed this ryan pushed back about that um it, they are monitoring free speech uh we absolutely need another platform but it's going to be so hard for so many people to move away from these these entrenched platforms so absolutely i love what he's doing we uh and, and this the i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but the, there's a move on the right to recreate uh, Hollywood recreate all of these spaces and just basically create a duplicate economy conservative that's, version that's conservative yeah. um, and it's probably a good thing but the fact that we need that terrifies me because it is because we're, we don't have free speech uh, on on these platforms and you can de- deny it all you want but the, the proof's in the pudding so I, I think this is great that Elon is tackling that because he has the the gravitas and the pocketbooks to actually do something about it. 
hats off to him. I every day that goes by, I respect the guy more. Yeah, uh, I I do. Yeah, he's a pretty big figure. I think if he got on, I mean, he would obviously sway a bunch of people over. I mean, is he enough to like alter an entire? You know, uh, I think so. Shift an entire market. I I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, Ryan, what, what's your take? Um, I don't know if it's one word or two words. Truth social. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. isn't, isn't That's that the- straight up what he's describing? I mean, my understanding is that true social was literally just an open um, access software, right? So it was like uh, open source software that had been re kind of themed to look just like Twitter, except not Twitter, because that's what Trump was used to. Um, but it was straight up a, a Twitter competitor. Now I, I get that it kind but of sort Trump. of launched. Well, I, I, sure, but it's Trump, right? He supposedly has lots of money, but is anybody on True Social? Is yeah. anybody going to leave Twitter for that? And he had just as many followers, I think, as Elon Musk. 70, 80 million followers is what Trump had when he was deplatformed. So that's not necessarily getting to your question, Tom, which is like, is this a good thing? I'm just saying. Right. You're saying this is being tried. It? Yeah. Can you do yeah. it? And I've got other points here, just kind of responding to my strangely libertarian brother who seems to have problems with uh, a corporation that gets to do its own thing, right? Like, I'm a little confused by this. It's a private corporation. I mean, publicly traded, but a private corporation. Um, But don't they technically have competition? So Twitter is a social media platform, but so is YouTube, which is owned by a completely different company. And so is Facebook. Um, and now you've got Discord, you've got lots of other social media platforms. How are we saying that Twitter is a monopoly? They all operate in their own distinct space. I, I don't use Twitter, but I use Facebook. They're, they, they're, they operate in a distinct space. But, but Twitter doesn't have a direct competitor for you know, sending out tweets. Uh, Facebook doesn't really have a direct competitor for, for posting pictures of your food and your cat. Uh, Instagram, um, but they own it. <laughs> exactly. Right. So there's, and, and I don't have a problem with a private company doing its own thing. I have a problem. I have a problem with uh, monopolies. Okay. I, absolutely, they are entitled to kick anybody off their platform that they want. I, I, I again, we talked about this when we did our our podcast about it. The members of the Supreme Court, members of Congress, had said this is. We, we probably need to address this via the law because. These companies have so much power, so much sway over public discourse and over the over our society. Maybe we should look at, uh, you know, what what Musk said, uh, make their logarithms um, not open source um, visible. Their algorithms. Yeah. So people can see how they're actually um, uh, censoring people. Mm. That would be good to know. I've heard like Facebook's algorithms are so complex. They don't even know like how they work. Like they, there's so there's, yeah, the, the, the AI is so um, nuanced and like, uh, and complicated that they couldn't, they couldn't tell you what the outcome would be. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, so this is interesting because I did read, someone was talking about this and they were saying, platform versus publisher right and they said everybody wants to be a platform where they're like oh we're just we're just like hosting this content and what you say we don't know right and uh but they keep being treated as publishers they keep um and publisher means they're liable for what gets uh said and so they're they're um uh and so they're responsible for it and so they they've been kind of treating it like publishers and he's saying the reason why is because it's not really clear and so they've kind of like, well, we're going to self-manage because we don't want the government to come in and regulate because we'd rather have the power on our side. Right. And uh, and be able to dictate how we do it. So we're going to remove this stuff so that we don't get in trouble. And right. and I guess so I guess uh, Rumble was the was a, a conservative social media that tried to get started. But I guess Google removed it from their play app uh, from the Play Store because they were saying that, like, well, you guys aren't, you guys aren't regulating your content. That's dangerous. Yeah. So we're going to take you down. And so it's this idea, it's this weird idea, right? Of like, well, um, 
you know, eventually it's, you're probably right. Like the government will probably have to come in and say, okay, this is what it is. This is what it isn't. And then it's clear. And then people can, and then you can be like, okay, well, I'm working within the law or I'm not. And yeah. Um, so I think, and I, I could be wrong about this, but I think where it starts with something like Facebook, right? So Twitter, I think is a little bit different, but with Facebook in particular, you can have private groups and I'm mm-hmm. sure Facebook can see what's inside there, but nobody else can see what's inside there. So you could trade, and I'm obviously not saying this is okay, but you could trade things like child porn inside private groups on Facebook. And unless somebody in the group flags it, Facebook's not going to know unless they've got algorithms searching through those photos. So here's where the, the question starts. Should Facebook restrict something like that? So that's interesting you bring that up because I thought, my understanding was Reddit had this, they had like really dark, like very racist groups, very like, mm-hmm. uh, like a child porn kind of a group. And that, and then if Reddit eventually came in and, and cleaned them out, uh, cleaned these up and removed a bunch of these. And a lot of, and there was a lot of like outcry, you know, and there were people that were like in a gray area, right. Of like mm-hmm. maybe kind of bad, but not super bad. And, and they would got wiped out and they're like, wow, they're crying foul. Really interesting. There was an article written about that. And I thought that was fascinating of like, cause Reddit was supposed to be like, Oh, you, anything goes. And then they're like, you know, not anything. And then. Right. Well, and I, the only reason I bring that up is I, I think that's like the clearer case of like, okay, no Facebook, you shouldn't allow that. Right. Like, I don't think anybody in, in this group is going to be like, yeah, you know, that's free speech. Like <laughs> I think that's crossing a line. But then as soon as you say you can't do one thing, right. that line exactly. starts moving but, is what I'm saying. And yeah, I, I don't know where you draw the line there. Well, like, let's I, draw the line. Like, That's the key. You need to define what that line is. And in my mind, the line is when somebody becomes a victim, that's where the line is. Okay. In the case of child mm-hmm. porn, it's obvious that there's a victim there, the children. Okay. okay? Sure. When it, comes, when, when it comes to you know racism or hate speech or something, if there's an actual victim, if they're saying this guy's a blankety blank and we should do something to him, that crosses the line. Okay. Wait, now you. So it crosses the line when somebody threatens violence. Uh, th- yeah, that would obviously, obviously be, but 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 that's where. But I think yeah, Josh is saying. I mean, that one always going to be great. It's always going to be great, right? Like, I feel threatened by these things that you're talking about, and therefore and, I'm a victim, right? And it's well, that, mm-hmm. that's just that's just a, a liberal thing. They're they're literally <laughs> it, they're threatened by anything. Okay, they they want to make it law that that you can't offend somebody, which is absolutely absurd, right? Oh, I'm offended by that. That should be against the law. Um, I, I have a good one for you. I have a good one for you. Okay, uh, let me, it was let me just in. Oh, this okay. is great. You'll love this. Okay. Just happened. I just read about it in Finland. Um, I forget who it was, but it's somebody for the state is charging a uh, theologian and a pastor for writing um, anti-gay stuff online that they mm-hmm. said is based on their religion, and they are being charged with a hate crime. A hate crime. Oh, See, that's interesting. The, that's the problem with that. If if we start if we go down this road where you can't be offended and it's illegal to offend anybody, then you literally can't speak. Okay. Because any thought that you have, anything that you ever say risks offending somebody. So that's where you, you have to draw the line where, where I delineated it a minute ago. If, if somebody's actually in danger, if somebody's a victim, if you're infringing upon somebody's rights, that's where the line is drawn. Anything short of that, go for it. Because I'm not even going to try and like defend this, but I have to throw it up just because like this is what happens. Uh, what if what you say causes me mental health problems? That's am your I now a, it, well, am I now a victim? Because I definitely don't want to suggest that mental health is not a real thing because sure. it absolutely is a real thing. Like sure. there's no question. It's a real serious issue. So if what you've said online causes me mental health problems, I am now a victim and it's because of what you've done. Should it be outlawed? And again, no. I'm not, t- I'm not trying to take the position. I'm asking uh, the question, a good nuanced question. I'll give you that. It's a good, good nuanced question. And the answer is absolutely not because you, again, it's not something that you can define. So I could just make the claim. I became suicidal because Tom right. said that he likes Skittles. Okay. But I can say that as absurd as, as absurd as that is. And that's a mental health issue. So, no, I like your question. Maybe it, that's worth going more into depth. But, but again, you can't define it. The, the left 
I shouldn't be attacking the left so hard here, but, but that is my problem with intersectionality and a lot of the things the left does. You can't define the things that they want to, to be outraged about. You have to be able to define stuff within the law to, to have it be a law. Does that make well, any sense what I'm trying you know, to say? Um, something just occurred to me, and I, I don't know that it's the right answer, but to trying to give you a clarifying point or like line here, if the threat to me stops if i just stop reading it right there you go well, i like I mean, that I like does that, that make sense right well, so uh, so if you I, threaten violence like physical violence and then i just shut it off the threat doesn't, doesn't go away because you've yeah. threatened you know physical violence i, I really but if I can like literally that. just be like computer off and then the threat <laughs> goes away it's it's like you do have I to like, draw a line somewhere and it, and it makes it me think that it would be physical like if you're a victim of physical you know, torment or whatever that. And then if if you're suffering from mental, you probably shouldn't be, you know, if you're meant, if you're mentally fragile, you probably should not be reading anything. You shouldn't be on Reddit. That's for Thanksgiving. Right. So I I don't know. Could you get away with that? Could you say, this is our ethos. These are our like guiding uh, our moral guidelines. And then, and not get sued. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Well, there, no, there's a protection. Uh, it's we, just like, like Josh says, it's a matter of time for someone commits suicide because they read this thing. Oh, it's like, happened. Oh my gosh. It's happened many times already. Sure. It's already happened many times. But, but yes. the social media companies, there is a, a protection for them, right? And what we talked about the. Well, clause. Tom already mentioned it, right? So it's Can't whether you're a clause. platform or a publisher. Oh, yeah. and then there's the, yeah, the clause that we talked about. Article pre- 132 or whatever. It yeah, was, which makes where, that distinction. Right. Yeah, they're they're protected from from being sued uh, because somebody posts content on their on their website, and and they hide behind that at times. But uh, I don't think that's really the issue. Okay, I I on Facebook I belong to a libertarian writers group. Okay, and we have been banned, and it's not because we're fomenting hate speech. It's just you know people make fun of Biden or something, and and it's obviously to the right. The group has been dis uh I mean not banned, but uh put on hiatus, whatever that's Suspended. called. Suspended before because somebody posted some mean meme about Joe Biden. Okay, that's how bad really? Facebook's getting. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's an open group. Yeah. yeah. I mean you, you have to apply to get in, just prove that you're not a troll, basically, that's just there to mm-hmm. to cause problems. But there's a whole bunch of people in it and, and we just talk about writing things and, and it's leading to the right, obviously. It's it's been suspended because because it's not in lockstep with the the uh, with Facebook and their politics. It's absolutely absurd. Okay, but but couldn't you do the same thing on Discord or uh, set up your own website? I mean, setting up websites really aren't that hard with a forum. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been on chat forums, right? This is like pre Facebook days when Facebook wasn't big, but exactly. I was on lots of chat forums, right? Where I could you go just, and be on a chat forum and I could have a conversation about whatever I wanted. Now, but you obviously just they're across the line stuff. Because but. Facebook is so convenient and it compiles everything. If I want to plan something with my friends, I do it on Facebook. If I get um, uh, messages... does make them a monopoly. Uh, well, convenience, okay. convenience does not equal monopoly. Um, that's a fair point. I'll concede that point, but when you when you factor in how much gravitas and power that they have, now you could make an argument that they do. Not not that you have. To, I, I mean, you don't have to. You use could do them. every but single when, one of those things that you just described. You could do no. it on different websites. Okay, but but uh, when uh, the government came in and broke up uh, Mobel, ATT, whatever that right. was, mm-hmm. okay, you didn't have to use the phone, right? Well, that's the <laughs> argument you're making. No, no, that's not the argument. I'm saying if if there had been like Ma Bell that had 90% of phones, right. But there was still 10% of people who used a different set of phones. There, that, like there's a different competing set and it didn't work as well. Though, and it was hard to find. Well. Right. Well, sure. But it's right. still a phone and, system. I, well, right? and you so all to, you're you saying to... is like Facebook's big, it's easy, it's convenient. No, but there are also, alternatives, but it's big and convenient. You're, you already brought this up that, that Google killed that other uh, competing Thing. Rumble, yeah. Rumble. Okay, Google killed it because they have that much power. Facebook can just kill stuff because they're blocking access to it. If everybody is getting their news from Facebook, and uh, Elon Musk comes out with a new thing, nobody's going to know about it because Facebook will kill it. Okay, that 
now you're getting into monopoly territory. So a fair point you make. Nobody's putting a gun to your head, forcing you to use Facebook. But there's a reason I use it, even though I, I hate the people running it. It's just so dang convenient. So fair point you make, but I disagree. It is a monopoly. Okay. Uh, next question. Sure. sure. All right. Okay. Um, President Biden's uh, cognitive state. So the latest <laughs> latest news is that he was using sort of a cheat sheet at his last. Um, so basically, this was in response. He made the kind of a gaffe of saying uh, Putin needs to be removed. There was a lot of hubbub about that. Yeah. And then the White House walked it back. And then he had a press conference and he said, yeah, this is just like my, you know, emotional thoughts. And, and, and but he was kind of, but it was shown in that press conference, he had a little cheat sheet that was sort of telling him what to say. And people are making a big deal of like, he, he needs like, he, he needs to, to have his hand held. He, he, he's not, you know, his cognitive state is so, is so poor that um, people are basically telling him what to say. Uh, a big deal or not? Mm. Ryan, you want um, to <laughs> Yeah, I'll just say the one thing that immediately came to mind. I'm, I'm 45, right? So I'm, how many years is younger? Like 35-ish years is younger. He's 82? Um, yeah, he's just over 80, I think. Um, yeah. The other day, I was having a conversation, and I forgot half the words in a sentence that I wanted to say. Mm. Right? Right. Um, I'm 45. And, and eventually, they came to me, right? I was trying to say something a little bit obscure, admittedly. Oh, he's but 79. He's 79, yeah. I thought he was over 80. But... Yeah, so... Um, I make gaffes all the time at 45 and I don't think I used to make this many gaffes. Um, maybe, maybe I, I just don't remember. Uh, I use cheat sheets when I give talks, right? It's called a PowerPoint. I do it all the time. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a young buck. He's spry and cognitively a hundred percent. I'm not trying to say that I'm saying I'm 45 and I already struggle. Um, and I can only imagine it's going to get worse. Like, is anybody surprised that a 79-year-old doesn't always speak clearly? I mean, none of us do or need some help, but I'm not surprised. Mm. Yeah, not a big deal then. Uh, I mean, really I'm, not saying it's not a big, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I'm saying, how is this surprising? Oh, okay. You're saying this isn't a big surprise. It's not a big uh, surprise. But so does that, does it matter then? Uh, it would matter. It would matter if he was so out of it cognitively that he was like, "Let's fire nuclear weapons!" Right? Like, what is he doing wrong? That is well, like literally like, wrong for the entire nation. Like, a hundred percent of people would say this is terrible, and he's trying to do that. Versus forty percent of conservative leaning individuals are like, "Well, I don't like that," but everybody else is like, "Yeah, right. whatever, it's fine." Well, he, okay, so I th I think the big biggest strongest example that I've heard because I because I because I agree there. I let you know. Oh, he said he was in Iowa, but he was actually in Ohio, right? And it's like, okay, no big deal. But like, uh, so people said um, that this that la that latest statement, right? That he's like Putin. Putin has to go. Uh, yeah, that that's provocative, right? And and that could be um, yeah but putin already is in a position where he tells everybody around him like he's super paranoid because he thinks everybody is trying to get him out of office fascinating. right yeah yeah so he he is already super paranoid and has been for as far as i know like the last 10 years i listened to a podcast where uh the world's leading expert uh english-speaking expert on putin was saying that she's like for the last 10 years he's been telling all of the like he's been shrinking his inner circle because he's become so paranoid that people want to assassinate him. And it's not necessarily that people do. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people do. I do. But I, I, I think a lot of people do. But I don't think like the threat in his inner circle is anywhere close to where he thinks it is. Um, so I don't know that it really changed the narrative much other than uh, it was a gaffe. It was stupid. He shouldn't have said it because it does just feed that narrative that Putin is telling everybody, right? They want regime change. Uh, so, sorry, side note here. What is it with world dictators that like they are insanely paranoid? Like I've heard the same thing about uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un. Is it Un or mm -hmm. Il? It's Un, yeah. Um, 
and that he's just like yeah crazy paranoid that like he's going to get assassinated by somebody and then um what was it it was a Qaddafi uh, oh yeah he, Qaddafi he, was was that is he, oh, he had a, um Libya he had what was it like the five women bodyguards at one point mm-hmm. well i had read that like so there was a guy that wrote an article about how he was a surgeon he did he did uh, some plastic surgery on him and they had they like shipped him in from like the us or something like that he comes there and they like interviewed him and talked to him. And then they like went home and then they brought him back again. They're like, okay, we're going to have you do it. And he was so paranoid because he was going to be under. Right. Oh. And so like, he was like totally freaked out that like, so he's like, had to make sure he could trust that guy. And you know, and I'm like, I'd, I'd be oh. freaked out if I was a surgeon. Right. And I'm like, if I do this wrong, who's going to shoot me? Uh, I think didn't Seth Rogen do a movie where there were reporters and the, yeah. the U.S. government tasked them to assassinate Kim Jong-un or whatever? I didn't yeah. see it. I think that was the premise of the movie. Um, so, yeah, if if Hollywood's making movies about assassinating you, <laughs> totally. maybe you should be a little afraid. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what factors in there to Tom's side question is when you rule with fear, absolutely you should be afraid Yeah, be, be, because it's reciprocated. When you rule with uh, you know, love or you're a great leader and people respect you. That's a whole different story. Why would anybody want to kill you? Um, mm-hmm. But they, they rule with fear. They, they can, they literally have the power of life and death in their hands. You, you, you die. I don't like you. I don't like what you said. Of course, people are going to be afraid and not like that. So uh, that's, that's the price you pay for being a dictator that, that plays fast and loose like that. Yeah. People are going to be gunning for you because, uh, Obviously, if you can take that kind of power, Putin has taken an insane amount of power. He destroyed democracy in Russia, right? He became mm-hmm. a dictator. Basically. If he can assume that kind of power, the next guy in line can assume that kind of power. You mm-hmm. can't trust anybody. Yeah. Um, but back to the yeah, original thanks. question about Biden. Biden. I, I actually agree with one thing Ryan said. That what? Nobody is surprised that Biden is absolutely senile because everybody on the right before <laughs> the election said, senile. look at this guy. All you have to do is compare um, his uh, debate with Paul Ryan from 15 years ago, however long that was. He destroyed Paul Ryan. He was fantastic. He was he was smart. Uh, he's engaging. Now look at him. Mm-hmm. He's crapping his pants on stage. Okay, And we all saw this coming. He's in obvious mental it's not even mental decline he's in full-on senility okay um and, and okay, i take josh like have you been around people who are genuinely senile yeah i have actually because because like it's it's a whole different level right then biden is still coherent uh, does he make gaps yeah, he makes gaps no he's, he's uh, not always and, and i will fully grant no i will fully grant in his latest debates he wasn't anywhere as good as he was 20 years ago. Right, but sometimes he's I'll not even that. coherent. Sometimes he has these lapses where you have no idea what he's even talking okay, about. Okay, but that was Trump every time he opened his mouth. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, my, my dad <laughs> totally is 82. Different. My dad is 82. He's slow, right? He's, uh-huh. he's slowed down a lot, especially in the last few years, and, sure. uh, and gets confused. And he's been and he's been taken for two freaking scams, uh, which uh, makes me upset. But like just and he's just like, oh, yeah, I just didn't see the signs, you know, and it's just like clearly like. So, Josh, is this like uh, so? So this is no surprise. I, I, let, I agree me, with Ryan. No surprise. Let, but like, is this is this a problem? Let me let me frame it this way. We have a cap on how old you can be to be president. It's 35. I think it is. You can't oh, be younger minimum, than. Yeah. You can't be younger than 35 to be president. Why do we do that? So that there's a certain threshold of experience and, and competence that you're operating with because we don't want some young punk teenager running the country, right? Why do we not have a cap on how old you can be? Because he obviously is incapable and the whole world makes fun of him, okay? You can't deny that, right? And I'll pull you up 400 uh, news articles right now. Everybody makes fun of him. And, and Even the left-leaning night shows make fun of his age. Sure. Including Saturday Night Live. No, they're not, make fun of they're not making fun of his age. They're making fun of his com- co- competency. Okay, if he was ninety, but but as good as he was back when he debated Paul Ryan, nobody would be saying anything. He mm-hmm. sometimes he just utters gibberish, and he, there's there's uh, several times his wife will be like, "No, Joe, don't say that. Joe, come over here." Like he follows around like a dog. It, like he's being handled. Yeah. So but is this to, a problem? I think his whole presidency, he's been run by handlers. I don't think he's been 
there at all. So I don't know that it's like a terrible problem. I don't think they're going to let him just play with the nuclear football. Okay. Um, but it is a problem here, because here, Joe, go play in the court. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But, but you know, when the entire world's making fun of us and, and, and let me phrase it. Oh, this come way. on. We just went through four years of that for a different reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but would, uh, and I know you're, you're, you're not going to like this, but would Putin have attacked Ukraine when Trump was, was in office? Okay. So there's a very probably. real, no, there's a very real argument to be made that, uh, this kind of stuff is happening. China's looking at Taiwan and, and Ukraine was invaded because they're looking at Biden going, this dude's a freaking senile, doddering old fool. What's he going to do? And and the, he's a figurehead. Now, I, I granted he's not making all the decisions, but he is the figurehead of, of the free world. And when he's over there, people need to change his diapers. Of, who's going to be afraid of that? Who's going to you know, respect I, that? I, I the left so, made the same claims about Trump that he was right. wearing diapers too. Well, and here, well, here's the thing. He was I never think it's senile. interesting. It's like like him having a cheat sheet. I don't see as much different than a teleprompter, right? Of like this feeding you along, and and like like Ryan said, it's expect. It was kind of no one's surprised that he's been a little slow. And I agree. And I don't actually think um, I don't actually think that that's a problem, right? I think. Uh, that he's just slow and he's going to say some weird things occasionally, but like the same could be said about Trump. Like, okay, he's going to say stuff, but there, we have, we have systems in place that are going to, he's not going to do something. There was no him. dramatic decline with Trump. He just, has, he's always his entire life. Oh, said weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no, and, there's no obvious decline that he's falling into senility phase first. Like there is with Biden. Yeah. Uh, well, and so I, I guess I would say this though. Um, I do. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's a problem. I do see that he is perceived as weakness. How big, like, how much was that factored into Putin invading Ukraine? I don't know, right? It is a, was that a big deal? Was that not a big deal? It's, I'm sorry, I don't know. But well, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on, on this question, on these questions. And um, should, uh, um, why is, why is Joe, President Biden's uh, approval rating so low? Like, what, what so... Like, I think Josh, like, this, this, here's, I'll just tell you my thoughts. It's like, of course, the current servants are not going to like him. We, we all know that, right? Sure. But like, his are, her, are quite low. And uh, what's feeding into that? You know, what's what's going on there? Uh, Ryan, why don't you tackle that first? Because I like Tom's point. Of course, the right's not going to like the other guy. Never do. So why do you not love him? Um, so I, I'm going to like answer him, something. I think Biden's fine, right? Like I'm not, I'm not freaking out about Biden. Um, I was just going to mention one other thing. So I heard just the other day, it's probably last week that uh, more than, more than 60%, it's like 65% of Americans disapproved of how Biden has handled the situation in Ukraine. And my, my thought was like, I mean, when we already talked about this, right? Like what can we do different? So, so what are they thinking can be done differently or is it like, like what's the problem, right? Like I genuinely don't get that. So I think part of what's contributing to this is people are like, Oh, you know, he, he should be doing like our response is not good to what's happening in Ukraine. So I don't like Biden as much as like, maybe, you know, I might have otherwise, but, but what, what can he do different? And that's a genuine question. Like, this is literally what we talked about before. I don't know. I don't know what he would do different. No, I just checked his, his approval rating. At least it was in February was lower than Trump's and like uh, his, well, sorry, his first year was lower than Trump. So I'm not sure if that means overall. Yeah. I'm looking uh, right now. He's but, at 41% right now. Kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we know his, why, why, that's why that's his approval through? rating, but yeah. Right. So he's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me um, throw a few things at you. Um, one, people have already forgotten the way he handled Afghanistan. Absolute cluster F. Okay. Yes. Have- but just to be clear, that's when his approval rating went below fifty percent. Oh. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. it, and it has not come back up above. Yeah. I mean, that's literally when it went below 50% for the first time was Afghanistan and it has not come back since then. Okay. Well, let me, I'm just going to throw several things at you. 
Um, I've I've been talking for two years about the Hunter Biden bullcrap that the media all hid. Now that's all coming to light now, where it's irrefutable. Crack the mainstream media at all? Exactly, but but it's starting to come up again now, where people are. Uh, the left keeps trying to say that's Russian disinformation. And now you actually have some mainstream news sources going, okay, this might be accurate. So people are people now the mainstream uh, middle America moderates are seeing, Oh, okay. Maybe he was absolutely corrupt where I've been talking about that for two years. The right knew about it, but the the news just didn't talk about it. That could be another factor. Uh, You have to look at the economy. The reason I liked Trump I liked his foreign policy. We didn't get in any major wars. Nothing blew up. And whether whether you want to make the argument that Putin and Kim Jong-un and Iran were, were afraid of him because he's psychotic or they respected him, I don't care. We, they, didn't, they didn't stir any crap up. Whereas, okay, you can't say the same about Biden. Uh, we, we just, Europe's in war again. That hasn't happened since World War II. M- maybe Putin doesn't attack if Trump's president maybe he does we don't know um, but the, the perception out there that the right is pushing is that he wouldn't have because Trump's so awesome um, but again the what I liked about Trump was the economy was good and his foreign policy was good can't say that about a Biden the the economy is tanking inflation's going through the roof the economy is actually perfectly fine it's inflation that's the only it, issue right now with the economy okay, that's inflation. a problem Unemployment rates are crazy low. Wages are actually up and the stock market is fluctuating day to day, but but just inflation. But inflation is in, well, gas prices. Now we're looking at a food shortage, but that I'm not going to throw that on, on Biden's. Well, the inflation on Biden's plate, the food shortage and gas prices, that's the Ukraine mess. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm just throwing all this out there on on because you're asking what the perceived perception is of Biden. All of that probably is playing into it. He's not what what has he done that's great that you could just say, Good job, buddy. What has he done? Um <laughs> there well, aren't scandals about him every single day. That's a, that's how geez. low the bar is right now. And I'm not even trying I'm, I'm literally trying to answer your question. Well, like the bar got so low that it was there were so many scandals that you couldn't remember them, right? Like one would replace the next every single week. It was like, Oh my gosh. And when I don't hear about Joe Biden on a daily basis, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with that kind of a president. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. I'll give you my thoughts. So I heard, I heard someone talking about this. They were like, uh, Biden's mandate was basically don't be Trump. Right. And (laughs) And And he's doing that. Yeah, he is. And, but like, the conservatives were always going to not like him, but I guess, but my, here's kind of what I've heard. And this is my opinion as well. It's like, is that he's sort of in the middle, but, um, but, but I think he's seen as kind of, he is seen as weak, I think. And, but, and therefore um, the left, I think the far left doesn't like him, right. They're upset that he's yeah. not gung ho about a bunch of policies about like, yep. you know, uh, a bunch of progressive policies. And so they're not happy as well. And I think that's really taking a toll on his, um, a good on his approval rating, but like this, so this was interesting because I read an article about this. It was actually quite fascinating. It was uh, about civil wars in countries. And there are these, these indicators that make, uh, make you, a, that put you into civil wars, like the most likely, indicators to put you in civil wars. And it was very simple. They said they have the scale of minus 10 to plus 10 on freedoms. Like, so plus 10 is like total freedom. And this would be like Finland and a couple of Scandinavian countries and Denmark. And then you have like authoritarian is the minus 10. So this would be like North Korea, Russia. Right. And um, they said, these countries are actually the most stable. It's when you get down in the middle, they get very unstable. And so he was taught. So there, so one of the examples was like the USSR be, started becoming more toward the middle. They started giving mm-hmm. some of their, um, their countries, the Eastern Bloc, more uh, powers and, and started giving them more democracies. And it started destabilizing and they like kind of fell apart. But like they didn't have a civil war, but like, but they were saying this is sort of an example of them kind of. And then, but they said, interesting that they said America used to be, the US used to be eight. Now we, was, we dropped down to five for a little while with Trump. I guess is what they were kind of indicating. And then what we're back around seven or eight or something like that. And, um, and so they're saying like that, 
and, but I'm, I'm wondering if like this week, they're basically the, they're these, these um, they're perceived as weak when they come fall into this middle area. When we start, like when we start moving more towards a dictatorial, like we start losing certain freedoms and things like that. We start to, they say, cause it's usually a government that it becomes a government that's in transition, which is seen as weak. And therefore it, the, the countries kind of fall apart. And I thought that was super fascinating. Um, uh, and I didn't know, like, I'm, I'm like, I, I, and so I thought that was interesting that Biden is perceived as weak and, and no one's happy with him. And I'm like, it, it seems like both sides to a degree, right. To a degree. Um, um, so I'm actually looking at 538, uh, their website, which is like a polling website. Right. Mm-hmm. And Trump was immediately below 50%. Biden stayed at 50% until like August. Mm-hmm. Right. And now he's back actually in the range where Trump is or was at the same yeah. time. So I know he's he got like a boost after the state of the union. And I thought he got a boost from Ukraine as well. Biden. Like, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen. I mean, it doesn't seem to show much of a boost from Ukraine. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a little I, bit. I, I did see. hear he got. Oh, a boost yeah. From yeah. I think you're right. He was down at 40, 41%. And now he's at 42 <laughs> percent but it's dropped now so he went up one percent basically and now it's dropped back down a little bit so uh, yeah. okay yeah interesting well my my overall takeaway from ryan's argument there is ryan's actually a libertarian because he's happy when the, he just doesn't hear from the government that's the libertarian well, stance <laughs> leave me alone and i'm happy that's what I'm not entirely are. disagreeing with that. I, but I also mean it at like the scandal level because it literally was like every week it but was a new the scandal. The majority of those scandals were manufactured by the left. Did you see that Stormy Daniels was just forced to pay him $200,000? Yeah, which she said she's not going to do. If uh, Stormy Daniels has to pay him for having sex with her, what does that make <laughs> Trump? A gigolo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the right's going to run with that. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, agree maybe. with I, Josh. I there was a lot of silly manufactured things that really weren't that big of a deal, ultimately. Because yeah. um, I do think, like, e- even this thing with Putin, the, le- the, the rights made a big deal about it. With, with Biden talking about disposing of Putin, um, that would have been a big deal, right? If Trump had said oh, something yeah. like that. And, and it, it would have been a big scandal and it actually wasn't a big deal, right? And because the, the left was like, oh yeah, he just said that and it wasn't a big deal. And I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. Um, so uh, so I do I do agree a, a lot of it was manufactured, but um, but yeah, he was, he did, there were, uh, so it's, I, it's hard to say. I think there's a um, huge confirmation bias in play here you didn't vote for him so you're going to rip apart anything he says and the guy you voted for you're going to feel defensive to try to uh, justify your vote i think that's a yeah, huge part of this I, I i get that at the same time i, I just want to say like it, it got to the point when trump was in office that like every morning when I would turn on my morning news, right. Which is just through my Amazon echo. It's just like reading me, uh, you know, um, PBS, right. So whatever, uh, PBS and BBC, and then we do associated press, right. Like it's very kind of generic, supposedly middle of the road stuff during Trump every morning. It was like, and this is what Trump did. And I would say it's like 20% of the time I wake up and it's, this is what Joe Biden did. And it, it it was just so like, and, and maybe it's middle of the road slash mainstream media bias, right? Like maybe it is, but it just seemed to me like they were more genuinely scandals. Uh, and I get your, I get your confirmation bias just thing. Clickbait. I get that. It was just well, maybe they are no, I, because I agree. Trump sells. Trump sells. And it, it, I agree. I agree with you, Josh. I think. Um, cause I see it. Cause here's the thing. I see it on the right now. Every day I get some, Oh, Biden said this, Biden said yeah. that. And it's so stupid, trivial stuff. Yep. And I'm like, and I, that's what I used to think about the stuff they were like drumming up about Trump. And you're like, yep. okay, okay. We're just, we're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, I, here's the thing. I, this is what I think. This is what I think. I think we are celebrity culture and we want our president to mean everything to us. And I think our president actually has little to almost no bearing on our personal lives. But for some reason we're, we like monarchies, I think, and we just like want a monarchy and we want like, and, and we want to blame them for everything. And we want to give them all the credit. And like, they actually don't really matter that much. And, uh, 
but like we're weird we're as a, like our society we're just like you know who's gonna get in the presidency actually doesn't really even matter that much to me right <laughs> who's gonna be my senator who's gonna be my you know my state legislator those things actually matter but you know but most people couldn't even name those right no, no. I can't. So it's I- it's kind of weird that we i like do. that take because i always make fun of england for caring about the royal family and, yeah. and the the prince harry and whoever and the gossip yeah so silly but then we do the exact same freaking thing right here. yeah it's like it's yeah we treat them like like the royal family kind of way yeah uh all right all right uh last i i'm trying to choose which one um uh, i'm gonna go with um better be will smith did we? Uh, oh, should, should we go into oh, that? Should we do it? Yes. Uh, all right, let's do it. We might right. have very different takes. This Will might be interesting. Smith. I don't know. I, I'm actually. This is really interesting because I mean I think most. So I'll just take give you a little bit of my take. Most people have condemned him, but a lot of people, and I'm actually a little torn. A lot of people have been like, I I love that he defended his wife. You know, got up on stage and and slapped him for and by defending uh, defending his wife because Chris Rock made the joke, right? And I'm like, um, I a little bit kind of get it. I, I mean, like that was a really cool thing he did for his wife, but insanely inappropriate. So I don't know who wants to go on that one. Who wants to take that? Um, um go ahead I'll, I'll go um i i have real problems because i've been reading some of the uh comments on facebook and youtube about it and and i i don't like that there's no nuance in in a situation like this people are just like yeah you say anything to my wife and i'm gonna drop you man right okay douchebag and then you have other people saying violence is never the answer you should never touch anybody they're both wrong, okay? There are situations where violence is the answer, but it should be the last resort. If if somebody uh, is in my wife's face and is degrading her and, and is threatening her, absolutely, I'm going to hit the guy. Absolutely. There there are times when violence is deserved. But to, when it's just a, a friendly joke made in all good humor, and that's literally – uh, you know, with the Oscars, was it? Whatever the award was. Yeah. No. They started bringing in comedians to roast the audience because it was better ratings. That's literally his job is to roast these people. Yep. And and you're going to take exception to it because he wasn't aware that your wife has a alopecia? Uh, alopecia. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw earlier today um, a video clip of Will Smith years ago on Arsenio Hall. And uh, he's making jokes, and there's a bald guy in the band, and he starts making jokes about the guy being bald, and he waxes his head every day. And the audience goes, ooh, and he turns to the audience and goes, it's just a joke. Hmm. Will Smith did that, huh? Mm. The the exact situation. He's making jokes about a bald guy, and then he says, it's just a joke. Chill out. (laughs) And then, I mean, you can see where I'm going with that. So it was so bizarre. And, And another clip is, uh, it shows him when Chris Rock tells the joke about the bald, and he's laughing. Yeah. Then he turns to his wife and sees that she's pissed, and he goes, "Oh, like, well, now take I'm pissed." Care of it, Will. Yeah. So the the big meme yeah. that I really like about this is uh, the Will Smith's uh, marriage is so open you can sleep with his wife, you just can't make fun of her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, Ryan, very- Ryan, what do you think? I'm actually kind of surprised that we totally agree. And I'm not like all the way to the, you know, straw man of like um, no violence is ever acceptable. Right. Like, I I don't, I don't know how many people are actually there. Uh, You know, if you were physically threatening someone, anyone that I was around who I didn't think could defend themselves, I would happily step in uh, including my wife. But um, I just thought his response was, not only totally inappropriate, if, if I were Chris Rock, I would have absolutely pressed charges. And, and the reason why I say that, right? One, and I want to get Tommy's take on this because Tommy is a budding comedian, right? So I think that's really interesting, but it was a joke. It was just a straight up joke. But two, I hate the idea that somebody with his prestige and power and popularity uh, like Will Smith can get away with doing what he just did. Mm-hmm. Right, because there are so many other people. If it was Joe Blow, the janitorian, who had walked up and did, did that, 
I guarantee you Chris Rock would be no. pricing charged. Did you say no, no, janitorian? No. no, what would have been worse? Janitor. Like a I white don't know. guy. <laughs> I told you I'm high. A back, white so. guy came up and hit Chris. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a that would be a race, uh, like a hate crime. Yep. Yes. And he would be yes. getting uh, charges pressed against him. And that's probably true, destroyed. right? But, but Will but, Smith got an award and a standing ovation no, a couple minutes later. And that's the, that's the thing. What about the Academy's response, right? And I did a bit on it just a little bit earlier today, so you'll have to watch it. But uh, like that's interesting, right? They did they they said they did debate whether to like remove him from the air, but ultimately they clearly said no, let's mm-hmm. let him have the mm-hmm. our most prestigious award. He's too uh, high profile. Well, and and that to me, I think is the biggest problem with the whole thing is we're basically saying there are double standards here, right? If you're a big name and you're high profile, you can literally walk walk up on stage and punch somebody in the face for telling, you know, I heard that Chris Rock didn't know she had alopecia, right? Like, I don't know if that's true, but it was an insensitive joke. Let's just go with insensitive, but it's not like horrific, right? It's not, yeah, it's not the worst joke I've ever heard. Um, But if he gets to do that, right? Like, that's a clear double standard, a, a legal and moral and ethical double standard. That to me is the biggest problem, right? Like yeah. Yeah, I, my I estimation of Will Smith just totally plummeted through the toilet. Well, like, yeah, he he might scumbag. have just ruined his career. Yeah, I hope so. I don't I think absolutely he did. hope so. That's I don't problem. think so either. And, that, and yeah. I, uh, and this is, this is sort of, if you watch my bit, this is kind of what I go into is I said, and so the Academy, you know, I'm like, what kind of precedents are they setting? Right. I'm like, Andrew Garfield's probably sitting there going like, well, I'm bringing brass knuckles next time but, uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, cause they're like, and, and nobody next year, nobody go on stage and do something wild and crazy and create a whole bunch of conflict. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. we clearly love, I mean, the, the, the truth no is one would be talking tons, about it without it. Yeah. Yes, I didn't know they, the, they it was even on. Yeah. Yes, I, I well, knew that it was coming, but I, I didn't watch it. I didn't care, and that's the only reason that I saw anything about it. Is I was like, oh, oh. Let me let me throw this out there because I I agree with Ryan's take. The double standard is disgusting, but I think that's the second biggest problem. I think the biggest problem is you have comedians like uh, John Cleese and Jerry Seinfeld and several others that won't do comedy in, on college campuses anymore because they can't tell jokes because the outcry if they're not politically correct mm-hmm. is insane and people try to destroy them um so that's very telling jerry jerry seinfeld is really not that edgy of a comedian right but but if his jokes are are not politically correct what's the point of comedians now what's what what role does does comedy serve in the zeitgeist it's to say things that people are thinking but don't dare say okay they're they're supposed to be edgy they're supposed to push that envelope and if suddenly they can't make any kind of joke, because clearly uh, Will Smith had no problem making that exact same joke 15 years ago, whenever he was on Arsenio. But but, uh, you know, and this is this is what the right is calling out about the left in this political correctness and PC culture and and the safe spaces and microaggressions. Now, now you're that's that's what the far left is trying to say, that speech is violence. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's a disgusting precedent that you're trying to set. And if Will Smith gets away with this, you're kind of agreeing with that precedent that, that Chris Rock was microaggressioning Jada. So he defended her honor that that's what scares me from this, because yeah. as soon as you take away comedians, because already we've seen this for years that I can't get away with saying stuff because I'm not a comedian. I'm a I'm a racist white guy. Or, no, totally. If, and it's a bad precedent. This is the whole, um, what was that? That was the uh, news agency that got bom- or, uh, attacked in France, right? Oh, From, the by the Charlie Arab- Hebdo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. Charlie and Hebdo. it's like, that. that's a really, you know, that's obviously super extreme. But like, but then they were, I actually did read an article like that we need to protect comedians. And that they were saying, even they were saying, Kathy Griffith made, like she got in trouble for because she had Trump's head, right? And yep, it yeah. was like, um but she made this point of like, well, something like, well, nothing's safe anymore or something like that. Right. And, and, and the person was sort of agreeing with him, like, yeah, like I'm going to get in trouble for anything. And that's, that's so dangerous. Right. It's the, it's an attack on free speech. And it's like, yep. you know, and then that was the other part of my joke is like, 
um, the Academy is going to have to have uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson host next year, right? <laughs> because, because, you know, I was like, well, hey. if they have Kevin Hart, he, the, you know, the Academy is going to hope he goes home in a body bag because, like, they're going to be like, ooh, ratings, beat up Kevin. You know, yeah. props to Chris Rock. He took that thing like a champ. Seriously. Like, it That's looked like it was he fake actually, because... you know, he hauled in and, like, really hit him. Yeah. yeah. And Chris and Rock was, was like, like, boom. I just got the, you know, the, the shit slapped out of me by Will Smith, but like, like he didn't even move at all. I was like, Chris Rock started crying, but like, yeah, he like (laughs) took a second and then he, you know, you could tell he kind of lost his track and he's like, okay, we're gonna move on to the thing and I'm going to get off stage. But he, he uh, made, he was still funny. He said, this this is the greatest night ever. (laughs) Uh, Dana White had a a tweet about it. He said, finally, uh, an Academy Awards worth watching. And Chris Rock has a heck of a chin. So that coming from Dana White, that clearly he took I was it. Impressed by that too. Yeah. yeah, my respect for Chris Rock. Shut up. Absolutely. He, he handled it as well as you could expect. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, he, Will Smith there's nothing you, he could have done better. Yeah. Right. That was. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I had lost a lot of esteem for Will Smith because he's a Scientologist for a while, but I, I think it literally in in my mind, this is a strike against any movie that Will Smith is ever in again. Like I will. I will literally look at it and go, I don't know if I actually want to go see a Will Smith movie because he's a piece of crap. Well, I, I, you know what? I don't know that that might be a little too harsh. I think what it is, is that his marriage is so strained because they're trying to do this open relationship thing because she cheated on him, I think multiple times. And he's, since they're public figures, he's trying to, you know, play it off. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. Clearly he's not okay with it. I think that's, I think this was like a breaking point because the relationship is so bizarre and weird. He was trying to prove that he loves her and protects her. I, I think that's really what it came down to. Okay, yeah, this is really, no, but. totally. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with, I'm with Josh a bit. I really, it's really interesting. I have no idea what it would be like to be a celebrity couple. Right. And the amount of You're pressure rough. of like, of like the amount of women that would want to sleep with me at all times. Right. And having to deal with that, like, and having to try to keep your marriage together with all these pressures, like, like I, I actually have a lot of respect for how hard you can tell they are trying hard to keep their marriage yep. together and their family together. And like, and this was, he did that for her. Right. And it's actually, it's actually a really beautiful thing. Um, but totally unnecessary, right. It was unnecessary. And, yeah. Unnecessary. And, and so I'm like, I really actually have mixed emotions about it because on a personal level, I think it was actually really beautiful, but, um, but like so bad in so many ways. And, and I also think the Academy has some blood on their hands too, because yep. like that was your host dude, like, protect your host and like uh uh w- one we'll probably see security up on the stage or at least close at hand next time and and but two like yeah there was no repercussions like oh yeah we'll give them our biggest award ever and yeah. uh like i don't know like I, I could tell that that's a hard spot to be in but but ugh, yeah that was that that really sent a bad message so whatever all right is that what we got tonight that yeah, was you're, me. you're in charge. That was yeah. fun. All right. Uh, so yeah, we'll wrap it up. The number of little subjects. Uh, should we, should Elon make the new Twitter? How's Biden's brain doing? And, uh, and should, um, and was Will Smith in the wrong? Yeah. Hey, up our questions. To, to our loyal listeners, you know, shoot us an email or something. If, if you like this kind of just free discussion versus our, our more structured debate, um, We'll, we'll we'll cater to you guys a bit if we get some feedback. Awesome. All right. Well, have a good night then. Josh, we may not always agree when it comes to politics, even though we're trying, but there is one thing we agree on. There is only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom, and that's with a Lux bidet. I've been a proud owner of a Lux bidet for years. I have literally owned a Lux Neo 320 since 2013. That's the warm water model. Talk about happy, fun, poopy time. When I leave the bathroom, I know I'm clean and ready to talk politics in a civilized manner. Exactly. Using a toilet without a bidet is about as uncivilized as it gets. Civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. And that is why our listeners should get themselves a Lux Bidet. 
And just to be clear, Lux is not supporting one side or the other in this podcast. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.